back to another episode of Forwards Backwards Pod, not from the corner of Glenway and Monroe, and not the Gimme Some Truth Studios. This week's we we discuss Twitch telethons, pandemic pandemonium, and the Derek Zoolander Center for kids who can't read good and want to learn to do other stuff good too. As always, I'm joined by the Steve Wozniak to my Steve Jobs, Dan Fallon. Dan, even after a rather dull 0-0 draw at Goodison Park, how good does it feel to have Liverpool back? I'm just glad I'm Steve Wozniak because he's still alive, right? <laughs> I'm not an asshole. And not an asshole. <laughs> not the healthiest looking fella in the world, but still with us. So thanks for that. Still Keith. kicking. He's Appreciate still kicking. Everybody, everybody on this podcast can attest that with that beard and that hair, you are not the healthiest looking guy either. <laughs> um, yes, I was very happy to see Premier League football back. Um, watching Liverpool walk out of a porta potty like I go to at Bree Stevens at halftime was was uh, was pretty fun to watch them walk out of that and walk straight onto the pitch. So, uh, welcome back, EPL. Uh, this week, uh, by the way, we dispatched important guests from USL League One. We said, basically, we don't want to put up with your shit this week. Uh, maybe try us in another week. Important dudes from, you know, executive vice president number 27 from USL. Uh, in order to promote this Forward Madison Telethon, which I believe we are pr- participating in, it's unclear. Uh, but we have four guests with us today. We want to welcome back to the pod Kelly Ferguson who is also a member of the Flamingo Ladies, or if you'd rather be uh, less formal, more informal, the Mingo Ladies. Welcome, (laughs) Kelly. Thank you. Uh, You survived your first experience, so you've decided to join us again, huh? Yeah, yeah, it didn't leave too many scars. (laughs) Good, good. (laughs) Uh, We also welcome back Kyle Carr, who was actually our last in-person guest, maybe ever, the way the, the, the things are going with COVID. Uh, and Kyle, uh, is any truth to the rumor that you will be joining us every episode until Liverpool win the Premier League title? I might have to. I would say there's no, co- no correlation between me appearing on the pod and everything shutting down. No correlation. And no. this is, I blame Dayhan Loverin and his 5G tower radio conspiracies <laughs> that nearly derailed the match yesterday. The real truth is it it's, it all goes back to when Keith decided to stop drinking, and that's when the lizard lizard portal opened. Exactly, back in February. Uh, Liverpool started losing matches. The pandemic broke out all over the world. I mean, it's been so. We I blame Keith as usual. I'm yeah, okay with that. that that's fair. Uh, so we were really happy to have Kelly and Kyle. However, these other two cockwombles, uh, I'm less keen <laughs> on. Walking. Uh, first, it's unclear if, uh, family pod, family pod, come on. First of all, it is unclear if it is actually Grant Peters or merely Dan throwing his voice who is joining us. Uh, I I think, I think if, for those of us that can see the image, I think Dan had a great comment last week. He's like, I don't think anybody, if they see us now, will ever (laughs) confuse the two of us anymore. (laughs) And so... Dan has decided to uh, let himself go, so to speak. And I've I am, to I am the Danny DeVito to Grant's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what I can say is both of them are equally big pains in producer Paisley's ass when it comes to putting together the schedules. Oh, Grant. Oh, I can't make it until six. Oh, I skipped it for six. Oh, I can't make it uh, now. 
Dan, oh, I have to leave at seven. I have to go do another podcast book club. Bunch of <laughs> cockwombles. Uh, in any case. If it makes you hate Grant more, he's also going to that. Well, yeah, I'm going to it as well. I think Kelly oh. too. Yeah. How dare you throw that then? Well, but I'm gonna hate I'm gonna hate Dan for it, clearly, because I don't like it. <laughs> because this is like scheduling issue number four hundred and eighty seven with Dan. Like we have to work. I'll, I'll agree to that. That's issue. that's true. That's true. Oh boy. And, and I'll admit that yeah, it, it, that's fair. It's been a little crazy last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, it, it is, you know, the unpaid podcast I do does come pretty low down on the list of priorities in my, uh, in my day-to-day life. <laughs> and Look, it shows. Just because I, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be criticized for that. Do I have, do I have, do I have the mute all option, Keith? I might have to start using it. You could leave. Um, in any case, we welcome Grant Peters, the Flock's co-chair of charity uh, and outreach. Uh, finally, we're joined by Jeff Anderson. Typically, when I mispronounce people's names, it's because of sheer incompetence. But as he beat me in <laughs> Forward Madison's version of the dating game last summer and is now my uh, mortal enemy, we're really excited to welcome Joffrey to the show, Joffrey. Thanks for coming. I think surprisingly, you mispronouncing my name intentionally is closer than when you said my name. Try and be correct. <laughs> Jeffrey Anderson. Jeffrey, not Jeff, my dude. Jeffrey, I'm sorry, Joffrey. <laughs> I'm just at the point where now I think Keith just has a vendetta against everyone on this pod right now. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you're still in my good graces. You haven't done anything wrong yet. Perfect. All and right, Kelly. So- Kelly, you know. Just I, I like Kelly. All I did, the only thing I did wrong in your eyes, Keith, was be better than you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, how am I going to maintain my status by if I don't? This is already, this is already my favorite podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I've finished introducing all 67 of you, I think we have 12 minutes left for actual <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Uh, because of Grant's precious schedule. Uh, before we get into uh, you know, talking about the telethon, do want to talk because it came up on social media with the announcement today that 10 members of the Orlando Pride uh, were diagnosed with uh, COVID and the team is withdrawing from the uh, uh, NWSL uh, Cup that they're hosting in Utah, I think in the middle of the desert. So while I'm concerned about numbers in Utah, the fact that it's in the middle of nowhere probably makes it a little, a little safer. Um, and, you know, Dan has, has ridden a hard line on this. And, and one of the interesting things is the USL uh, League One's return to play is kind of flown under the social media radar, maybe because there are more important things to talk about or, or whatnot. But Dan, uh, first give us your COVID pessimism the world is ending. We're all going to die. Hot take. I think you said it all right there. <laughs> um, yeah, not good news out of or- Orlando today. Um, not good news if you look at the uh, new cases in-, in-, in the United States. So not a whole lot of positive news to go around that's making me feel like, you know, we're about to, you know, get back to uh, – seeing action, action, action on the, uh, on the soccer pitch anytime soon. And yeah, USL, I think there were some announcement 
today, right? Or something on to, to figuring out what they're going to do. But um, I don't know. I remain, I remain as pessimistic as I was last week, Keith. Uh, well, excellent. Uh, Kyle, you uh, uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, your, your Twitter handle is uh, at Kyle Coche, which is actually rather clever since you are Kyle Carr and Coche is Spanish for car. In uh, even more clever, clever Twitter handles, Dan, what's our Twitter handle? At forwards back wad two, but it should be at Keith loves to explain the joke too. <laughs> uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle, you said uh, basically we're going to have to come to grips at no sports in the U.S. until 2021. Yeah, I've been, I've been at the mindset of this country has not handled the pandemic well. And because of that, there's no reason why we should be having sports at all in any sort of capacity. I know with the NBA and MLS going to Florida of all states, aforementioned Orlando Pride having their mess in Florida in general being a mess, that's not looking up pissed off its players to the point that there's not going to be any agreement for any sport to happen there. So now our hopes are hinging on the NHL and National Football League. And while I'm not surprised that the National Football League would try, all it's going to take is another spiking cases within a team for that to go out the window. So I just, I just think it's at this rate, and I've been saying it before, we haven't handled the pandemic well. We haven't shown any capacity of social distancing and wearing masks and showing signs that, like Germany and South Korea, we have a system in place where it can be safe to do it. So let's just, let's just give up on it for 2020, hope for 2021. That's my guy right there. That's my guy right there. (laughs) That's the kind of pessimism I'm looking for. What some people have said on Twitter is that live sports is the reward for countries that have handled the (laughs) pandemic well. And boy, howdy, have we not done that. We don't deserve that. (laughs) We'll get get nothing and like it. So I would say that's a fair attitude to take. Um, one of the things, you know, that's that's interesting, I, I think the safest place theoretically to be is a sports team uh, because, like, you're getting the testing. Theoretically, you should be quarantining, you know, doing all that stuff. But apparently we can't even get that right. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe it's all done. Uh, and that that's very fair kind of uh, perspective. Uh, Kelly, any thoughts on, on returning to sports or anything like that? Um, I would love nothing more than to return to sports. Um, but you know, I play curling, so that's maybe, you know, a little safer cause there's not really a whole lot of contact and it's real cold. And a lot of cleaning going on. There's a lot of cleaning <laughs> all about weeping. Yeah. Scientifically too cold and too clean for germs. Clearly, clearly. And then you drink alcohol afterwards and that that kills the germs as well. Well, yeah, you know, from the inside. Uh, So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think there's a lot of hope for, uh, I think USL is going to have to reconsider um, very strongly. Obviously, um, if we ever get you know, executive vice president number 28 from uh, USL on next week. We've, we've now canceled with him twice, which I think demonstrates our attitude to all figures of power quite well. We are uh, big timing the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly this podcast with 12 listeners, way bigger than the, the USL league office. Of course, 
the USL league office has more like executive vice presidents than the flock. So maybe we should be nicer to them. That might like <laughs> update our, our listenership. I mean, that, that place is like middle management run, run amok. But uh, speaking of, of something that's actually doing good, unlike uh, the USL, um, Grant, uh, we'll let you kind of start because you've, uh, you're sort of the lead organizer of this, and then you can pass things off as you see fit. We're going to let you kind of MC this part of the, the uh, pod, but what's going on with this telethon? Are we officially appearing and do you regret that decision now? Uh, yes, you are appearing mm, to be determined. Okay. On whether or not we uh, regret. Dan, have you? We are uh, right now. We're, we're a steady. We're a, we're probably a steady fifty-fifty, and as the week goes, it may be a sliding scale. But right now, is, we're is we're Dan at a solid schedule for this yet. Have we learned like there are no like you know tribute concerts to musicians who died seventy years ago that he has to watch? <laughs> no, no. Um, as we get as after what I say, I'll, I'll let Kyle talk a little bit about what we're kind of thinking for you um, because of the COVID situation, as we just brought up, uh, we can't do my, my original idea was to have you two go off and head to head in an arm wrestling contest. Um, so that can't happen, unfortunately. So maybe we'll have to keep that as a pipe dream for next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, uh, what about this, leg wrestling? Let's do some leg. Oh, wrestling. Like Indian, like, yeah. Like do like the leg where you're on the ground, like flip one. Yeah. 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 All right. That's a better idea. We're going to put that in the bed. COVID, Dan and I don't want to touch each other. Let's just. Which is fair. Like we speak virtual. Speak yourself. I've been stuck in this house for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He needs contact. Dan needs contact. But no. um, So this, this telethon kind of came about um, really the genesis of it was Captain Zen, Connor Tobin. Um, this all came about uh, kind of after the, the night of the Chicago fire announcement. And it was uh, Connor, uh, Andrew, uh, the affectionately known Louis Benet, also known as Zach, uh, and myself just kind of sitting around talking about some things. And Connor threw out the idea of a telethon, um, not knowing anything about COVID or anything like that. And this how it would be fun and something light to do with the team and we kind of shelved the idea because everything kind of fell apart. And then later on, um, when all this was taking place, uh, we had a board meeting and Andrew came and said, you know, the, the club is really interested in doing this and having this telethon take place during June, during pride month, um, which was a big thing for the club last year and which was a big thing for us as well in the flock. And so the only stipulation was that Andrew was like, I don't really want to run it. And so, you know, he's already got enough to do. Um, he's taxed as it can be with everything that comes. And so he kind of said, I want to I put together a, a crew of people that, I, that can run it and uh, put the talent together and you work with the club. And that's what we did. And um, so we just started going from there and building, building this crew of people that started adding things to this telethon. And um, we started adding talent. We've got some really great names coming in. Uh, Jimmy Conrad is coming in. Uh, the Cooligans are coming in. For the Culture is coming in. Um, I'm setting up something with uh, the group uh, Play for Pride. We have players from the Forward coming in. Um, 
and it's just it's turned out to be really really a really great thing and it's turned out to be something that i've been really impressed with how we've kind of put this together um as quickly as we have and my in my life um and my schedule got incredibly busy the last month and a half as some things have gotten back to somewhat of normalcy i hadn't Uh, noticed yeah so um it's been even more imperative that this great team that has been around this whole thing with Jeffrey and Kyle and Kelly and Sarah Scott and, and Sarah and Sarah Griffin and, and other people as well. And Omar who's come in and done so much on the technical side. Um, it's coming together and it's really been put together well. And I'm really impressed with it. And I can't say enough about the crew and what they've done. So kudos to them, but yeah, so it's taking place on Saturday, this Saturday, um, it's going to be on Twitch, um, which I'll let Jeffrey kind of get more into the details of all of that. So, Twitch.tv slash FWD flock. like just our normal social handle. We're now that over on Twitch as well. Um, five to 7 PM. We're going to have a live stream running multiple guests, um, like the ones Grant mentioned and more are going to be joining us, um, for segments yourselves included. Um, popping in everyone's people can um, support their own charity if they want to we're doing this whole thing as a charity live stream um, a lot of it is going to benefit G safe which is um, the charity that we uh, have partnered with in the past especially last pride month um, and then I think again in the summer as well they're just a great organization in Madison that we love working with um, and everyone's just kind of bringing a little something that they're passionate about um, to make sure that, uh, especially for Pride Month, we can celebrate and help as many people as we can. Fantastic. Uh, that, that, that's where we, we had kind of suggested the Derek Zoolander Center is maybe our charity of choice, Dan. But uh, Grant, you've shot that down, apparently. I'm not shooting it down. I just want to make sure that we have real charities that we're sending this money to. Because I don't know if you're just saying this Derek Zoolander School for Children Who Can't Read Good as a funnel organization that can pay for other things that, that you two can use towards the podcast. So it gets not into Miami. Let's, let's be real. All donations in and of itself, we are a tax write off. So we are not funneling money from elsewhere. This is, this is all for tax write off purposes. Don't Ex- worry. Excellent. Well, our, and, and our LLC is the human, the human fund LLC. <laughs> <laughs> and what, I mean, and Speaking of the donation piece too, the great part is what Jeffrey has said is that we've been able, and I think a lot of the the ways that we've been able to get some of the talent is opening that up and saying like, this is for G safe and a lot of, and the money that we raise will go towards that. But if other people come on and want to raise money towards another charity as well, which is equally as important, we're okay with that because I think, you know, one of the things that's taken one of the biggest hits during the COVID situation has been philanthropic giving. And then just because people don't have the funds, the money isn't there. And so a lot of great organizations that really rely on these donations and these funds throughout the year have really been up against it. And so this is a good way, I think, for us to kind of go and have fun with this and not have it be something so serious, but have it be something so light that can really generate some funds for some really great organizations. It should also be added to that that people don't have to donate to watch, obviously. If you want to just, you know, watch 
a two hour stream or any part, if there's a particular person that you want to pop in and see and watch their 15 minutes or whatever, like it's going to be a fun time no matter what. It's just, there's that added benefit of if you've been enjoying the stream, this is what, you know, this personality wants to represent. And if you could donate, that's great. If not enjoy the show. So, right. And what Jeff, what Jeffrey said too, is a big piece is that the fun aspect is that when we put this together, that was one of the main things we said is that we want to have fun with this. We didn't want this to be a Jerry Lewis crying for the kids type telethon. That's next weekend. That actually takes away from what we had really hoped. But I thought <laughs> Dan and I were going to close the telethon. Kyle, help out here by us singing. You'll never walk alone. Like Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> I thought that would have been. We have, we have no doubt that you will make people weep. <laughs> One way or another, they oh will God. be crying. So on site, on site, tears. Yeah. So well, Dan, if you don't shave by then, people are going to be weeping in fear. No, no shave. <laughs> but no, um, I want to let Kyle kind of talk a little bit about um, some of the people that we brought in because he really did a great job, kind of going and getting like he got the Cooligans for us. He got you know he and I got the for the culture guys. Um, but I'll let him kind of go into like some of the things that we've kind of come up with um, for those guys. And we'll talk a little about what some of the ideas of what we're thinking about with you two. And the biggest thing I was thinking of when reaching out to these groups is we want to get as many people in the soccer community as possible. And, and not just, you know, people in USL or people in MLS or people, you know, in the Premier League or cover other leagues. We wanted to have a wide variety and I think that kind of shows with all the guests that we have, you know, you have someone like Jimmy Conrad, who's a former player and now in, did a lot on YouTube with kick TV. And he's able to kind of be a part owner of the San Francisco Glens. Um, but then you get guys like for the culture and they're down in Atlanta and they're covering more black culture and having a podcast for that. And then you can turn around and talk to the Cooligans, who, you know, they're comedians that have gotten involved and, you know, just that wide variety, but also that we get someone like Meg Linehan from The Athletic, who's probably the absolute go-to person when it comes to reporting for women's soccer. And the fact that she can come on along with Pablo Maurer and Jeff Ruder from The Athletic, you know, three reputable writers, three reputable um, reporters, I think that is a testament as well. But then it's not just that, but you also get the gender side of it. So we try and get, you know, more females on there. So we have a all female supported group coming on you know we have the chicago red stars and their supported group on as well so that's kind of what we wanted to aim and intend we didn't want it to just be you know one particular niche we wanted it to reach out throughout pretty much all of american soccer but some of the ideas that we had with um for the culture it's going to be having them pick their favorite kits um so the favorite kit of all time favorite international kit and the favorite kit from a team of their rivals so kind of forcing them to make a decision on that. Well, with you guys, Grant did mention the arm wrestling and the leg wrestling, but we kind of had some ideas whether we have you two try and guess who would rather. So for example, who would rather get kicked out of a match for yelling at a referee, which we know will be Dan. So that's, and, you know, that's, I mean, I can, I can answer that right now. Dan. <laughs> but you know, just stuff What's like sort that. Of shocking about this is somehow Dan, your reputation has exceeded mine. I have gotten kicked out of lots of matches for ref, <laughs> yelling at referees. And yet somehow everybody thinks you're the big, the big referee yeller. So you go to one trip in Chattanooga and that's how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> 
but you know, that's just stuff like that where, because we know who you two are as people and how you guys interact and how we interact with you, I think it'd be more of a laid back kind of fun style. So we are open to ideas, but we do have a few in mind that we can throw out there. Like I said, the, would you rather, who would rather would be an, I, for me, that would be a fun one to do, but I don't know. It's kind of, that's kind of what we wanted to do is put the power in their hands. Cause you know, there's might be some that feel more comfortable doing something compared to the other. We can do trivia as one and not the other. Um, you will see with the Chicago Red Sox, we had a fun time with them as well in a particular game format. So that's all we're trying to do. Like Jeffrey was saying, we wanted to have this lighthearted and be as fun as possible and not because we already have enough serious stuff to deal with between COVID and all the protests going on. So why not have a little bit fun for a couple hours? On a very serious note, have you talked to the legal stylist yet about, you know, our contracts, our requirements, Dan, you have special (laughs) rider considerations in terms of uh, beer. I think we only, we only want pink and sky blue Skittles in our dressing room to match for Madison colors. Uh, What other things, Dan, do we require? Hot dogs. I thought I've well, gone I ahead can, and I've spray painted all the Skittles for you ahead of time. <laughs> so they'll be ready. And Most of the lead will be off by then, I think. And, uh, you know, we'll see what our, uh, our friend Leo Rodriguez can come up with for the, uh, the, the, the beer donation department. So, um, as he always seems to keep us well, well lubricated for these type of events. So Jeffrey, if you have any leftover paint chips, uh, Peter Wilk collects them in plastic bags and keeps them in his attic. <laughs> haven't had a chance to listen to last week's podcast. So uh, be sure but, to scoop those up, put them into an did not surprise me at bag. all when I heard that. So. You could, by the way, well tell labeled. me any fact, incorrect or correct, about Peter Wilt, and I would go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is right. It sounds Peter right. Wilt, also a guest on the telethon. Yes. There you go. Uh, yes. Peter Wilt has I believe that into the, like, I forget the athlete zone where, it, it, like anything you tell say about him, you're like, oh, that sounds about right. You know, yeah, I believe that. Oh, he was best friends growing up with, uh, you know, the the author, the the blues musician who wrote "Sweet Home Chicago." Oh, yeah, yeah. not very surprised he was. Yeah. I think his life legit. in such a way you could say something trying to lie, and it might just be true. Like might, that yeah. might be real, <laughs> but. The the other part too that I wanted to bring up is that we, we're we're not just focusing on the national piece. Like we like we're really doing some fun stuff with our local guys too. Um, Brandon Eaton and um, and uh, and Tomato Eric Leonard uh, they have this great bromance, and so we're gonna have them come in and play um, some sort of like you know best friend type game, which is so, quasi newlywed type game. Um, I talked to Connor today. Um, I think we're going to have him do some sort of like reverse engineering uh, food contest where we're going to have him taste something. And then he has to kind of try and recreate that with what he's tasted. And then we're going to see what, what comes up. And so he was, he was, he was pretty cool with that. Um, seemed, seemed like he was down with that. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, and I even, um, I called uh, Ryan Coulter. He's, he's coming on. He's going to play whose chin it is it whose chin is it anyway? Um, so we're going to show him some of the great chins in, in, in uh, the history of, of our time and see if he knows as a man with a great chin if he can pick up the, the other great chins. Um, but yeah, those are the type of things that we wanted to do and just have fun with. Um, so uh, 
as well, uh, you know, the, the other thing there, Grant, and, and I think um, hopefully uh, as well, we haven't heard from Kelly yet, and maybe you can speak about what are some of the charities that the various people we're bringing in and are, are supporting. And then, uh, you know, I know last year with the, the Flamingo Ladies, or if you prefer to be less formal, the Mingo Ladies, you guys worked very closely with G-Safe last year. Um, and so just tell a little bit about, you know, who are some of the charities and, and what they do and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, um, we did work um, with G-Safe and June is officially, you know, divided up as Mingo Ladies um, Charity Partner Month. Um, and we are pl- we were planning to work with G-Safe, um, had planned to do the same pride raiser um, that we did last year based on how many goals the team scores in June. You can see the flaw with running that particular fundraiser um, this year. So um, this telethon happened and it's going to be really great that we're going to be able to make a contribution to G-Safe, which um, for those that don't know is a group that works with LGBTQIA plus youth particularly and um, advocates for social justice, equality, rights, like all the good things that, you know, we stand for and should stand for. Um, And many of the guests coming on are going to um, just continue that and work, um, you know, their donation time will also benefit G-Safe. Relatedly, we should mention that, uh, you know, and and Grant, you give a shout out earlier to Omar, but Omar and Evan, the uh, USL uh, eSports team, they are kind of trying to replicate the a fundraiser from from uh, last year with uh, you know a dollar donation or you know people can pledge an amount for every goal they yeah score, uh, as well and uh, so that's been that's kind of a great uh, thing as well and you know it's nice that this telethon and uh, Kelly are you going to be like doing magic tricks on the telethon or anything like that to really give it the Jerry Lewis feel or not I, I will definitely be there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that it will be magic. Like, <laughs> like I'm disappointed. I love the old school telethons, so I'm like, I'm hoping like Kelly, you're going to be like doing magic tricks, like pulling a rabbit out of a hat, and like, you know, we're going to learn that uh, secretly, you know, um, uh, uh, Turbo can spin plates on sticks and like do all that, like well, old school, like. Oh, yeah. And Keith, Keith, we talked about this about about having an old style telethon setup to where we would actually have people in the room, like by the phones, and then we just wouldn't plug in the phones, and so they'd just be sitting by the phones, just making it seem like the phones weren't ringing the entire time that we were we were on. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be great for guilt, uh, right. you know, I think Dan right. and it's I for the children. Yeah, right. and so. <laughs> Uh, what, what's it'd, be better if the, it'd be better if the people answering the phones were like screaming in the phones and slamming <laughs> them down. And Grant so originally pitched that like, Andrew don't... would be back there on the phones and then just like <laughs> answering the phones angrily and yelling into them and hanging up. Who, who is this? Uh, nah, nah. It's wrong number. It's just... We don't want your money. Yeah. What, what's also great about I don't know what size it is. The kids nowadays <laughs> don't know what. Uh, <laughs> The Hummel fits. The Hummel fits. That's what you're calling about, yeah, the, about right now. Yeah, you, you're talking about the Hummel fit right now. <laughs> but the great thing is, the kids nowadays, and I think uh, Joff, you're you're you know you qualify as a kid. <laughs> don't even know what what like landmines are. So they're like, oh, you know, you're gonna have these 
phones that are like plugged into things. Yeah, us twenty-four-year-old children. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, you twenty-four-year-old yeah. children. <laughs> Kelly, as someone working in education right now, can you speak to our school still giving you out like a a phone directory, or is that not um, a thing anymore? Because we did have landlines, Keith, and I used to call my friends on them and get their mom and panic and hang up. <laughs> I mean, I teach in a school with 1,600 students, so they don't give us a phone book. Um, yeah, I haven't seen an actual school phone directory uh, in quite some time. I'd like to distance myself from all of this age discrimination. We appreciate you. It's millennials appreciate you dan millennials stand dan not keith my, that's fine by me uh my favorite thing is i'm joining up i'm joining up with the zoomers who also hate millennials that's my new favorite thing is generation z taking on taking on the, the millennials i mean their criticism of millennials is not wrong so i can't <laughs> kind of just have to sit here and be like Oh, shit. Yeah, I stand by my right. previous statement about age and, discrimination. And, Brent, <laughs> and, uh, and Keith and Dan, we get the advantage of being Generation X, where we can just kind of sit there and just kind of through the blinds and just watch it all unfold. And so, <laughs> this is the advantage of being the slacker generation. We've never done exactly. anything for anyone to criticize. It, just we're just like uh, right the radar. <laughs> I think people are. I think people are starting to criticize us for that. <laughs> I have, an, I have an appointment. I have an appointment in twelve minutes that would say otherwise. Well, and, and that's where it's and that's where it's like you know, with us being the slacker generation, our response to it is, eh. it's like, yeah. eh. the, uh, w- this actually is a great segue into uh, our final segment of the evening because we do have to wrap up because many of our guests are and and we mocked uh, Andrew earlier, but. Uh, do want to thank him uh, for organizing the the uh, podcast okay. book club. I guess we've uh, officially 100%. come to calling it. Hundred uh, percent about mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, seeing white the podcast from National Public Radio, and we're going to be right after we record this. Go to that. So I have to get all my hot takes out of the way right now. Um, <laughs> you were already giving some of them to me earlier, so yeah. so I can give uh, you know more measured <laughs> takes later in the evening, uh, but. You know, as Gen X, last night I ended up. We ended up uh, with some work colleagues citing the uh, Third Eye Blind song "Semi Charmed Life," including you know the lyrics "I bumped and then I bumped again," and I had to explain to my. It's very, about meth. Yes, it's about doing meth. The whole song is about doing meth. It's a- my very middle-aged coworkers that it's a song about drugs, and they were sort of shocked by this. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it came in last night on Third Eye Blind Radio was uh, Mazzy Star's Fade Into You, which is a great 90s tune. So that's what I'm going to go with for what I'm listening to this week. Uh, I'm going to go, based on the Hollywood Square setup I have in front of me on Zoom, uh, I'm going to go to Dan in the lower left for the block. What do you got, Dan? Well, I was just going to say your comment about that Third Eye Blind song being about meth reminds me of the... uh, the, the um, Ben Fold song that I'm, all the kids back in, it was the, the cute love song, uh, She's abortion. a Brick, which is, which is about an abortion. So a nice, uh, fun ditty about abortion that I think a lot of people, when they first heard it, thought it was just a love song. Um, really by the way, these are more here. current. Uh, Joff, what's up? Just saying we're really ending on a high talking about <laughs> an abortion. Well, oh, I'm going to go. 
I'm going to go real sad music. I haven't even listened to it yet, but I am incredibly excited to listen to the new Phoebe Bridgers album, a wonderfully talented millennial from Los Angeles who put out an incredible album three years ago. All accounts are that the new one is as good, if not better. And I am just waiting for the right time to sit down and listen to the whole thing. So I believe it's called it's Punisher. Very good, ben. Yeah, it's I'm looking very forward good, to it. So that's my, that's my plug for the week. I, I just have to say, uh, you know, these 90s music references, more up-to-date than Dan and I's usual references. So <laughs> I, was like, I also expected 80s references when I came out. What is this? We're yeah, getting closer uh, and closer what, what to 2003. What are you to this week? What's, what's going on here? I will get to that, but I will first list the projects, that, the other groups that I meant to have the list of before and haven't gotten to. But one of them is going to be the Audre Lorde Project. Um, that's over in New York, and it is a community organizing center for the LGBTQ community and primarily people of color. Um, so that's a big one to promote as well. And the other one is going to be Witch Hunt, which is over in Minneapolis. And they yep. do beer education, but also try and use that beer education to promote you know, gender and queer people and try to show the struggle that they're going through and to give them more of the rights that they deserve. So positive note there um in terms of what i'm listening to i've got two artists uh john legend just had his new album come out last weekend um definitely really needed in these times i think it's kind of showing how john legend has paid attention to the social situation going on Um, it's called bigger love so check that out and the other artist i've been listening to is bad bunny he is probably now my favorite reggaeton artist at the moment and he just puts out great music I don't understand most of it yet because my Spanish is poor, but at the same time, you can kind of just sit there and listen and be like, all right, this is a banger. This is good. There was a little bit of an uh, old school reggaeton uh, 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 discussion last night on Twitter, if I remember, uh, because uh, Jake from... Java uh, Ronks. Yeah, from uh, uh, our, our friends at the the Chicago uh, Blackfires uh brought up some of his old school and it and everybody started criticizing it as as really grandpa reggae from what i gathered <laughs> it was especially when you lead off with peter tosh like that is something that my dad listens to nonstop. I, I i can see where people can go with the old man takes but i Dude, didn't want to yeah <laughs> peter tosh is the amazing he is amazing he is fantastic but he is also someone that he's been around for so long that i can see why people would say maybe that's the grandpa style not a lot, not around anymore, but <laughs> RIP to a lot. Today, no, I got enough of that for my dad. No, we're listening. He's no Steve, he's no Steve Wozniak, <laughs> <laughs> dead or Canadian, dead. Uh, well, now, now I gotta, now I gotta get it. Wait, I gotta jump in on the old reggae now. Like the rocker soundtrack is still one of my favorite albums ever put out. So, oh, yeah. I got to defend the old school, the old school reggae. Uh, we, we were listening to uh, uh, Hello Nasty today, and they have a, you know, Lee Scratch Perry appears. And I don't know if you've seen Lee Scratch Perry's recommendations for your diet, but I love just how absolutely nutso that guy is and just does not care. It's fantastic. Um, but you got to get a particular kind of fish if you want to live as long as Lee Scratch Perry. That, that is the guidance there. Uh, Joff, Joff Slanderson, what's going on? What are you listening to? Um, my music has been described to by my friends as hipster bullshit. 
Um, so I've been listening to a lot of uh, Gregory Allen Isakoff, especially his album, um, This Empty Northern Hemisphere. Very good words. Best song on the album. I listen to that may, a lot. May I just say, unsurprisingly, Dan, our bearded friend from Brooklyn, loves your recommendation. So. Hell yeah. I saw I saw the nod of approval in that lower left hand, and I was like, all right, we got we got some millennials standing Dan, of course, again. <laughs> um, my girlfriend's really into K-pop, and with all the great work that K-pop fans have been doing on Twitter, I would be remiss <laughs> if I didn't give uh, some of the highlights of the K-pop that I've absorbed. Uh, Mama Moo's hip banger, absolute banger. You'll be dancing along with it. And um, Hwasa, one of the uh, members of Mama Moo, has a solo track, Twit, which is also very, very good. I dare not speak ill of the K-pop uh, because apparently I come for you down on the social media and I'm someone who will speak ill of everyone. Um, so, <laughs> there, are some, there are some powers better left untouched, Keith. Yeah, it's the it's the third rail of this podcast. We will not touch the K-pop. Uh, Grant, what are you listening to other than set two of 1028 1979 as I've repeatedly told you to listen yeah. to? Yes. Uh, for those that can't see, I, I'm, you know, I'm in a Grateful Dead t-shirt, which is uh, Keith and I, uh, much the behest of Dan, we, we, we had a long running um, uh, Twitter conversation with our friends, John Dolazar and uh, Brian Magnus about the dead. Um, and and uh, so the great, yeah, and Jimmy, yeah, that's true. So, uh, so the Grateful Dead are always on my playlist, but as of late, um, I'm still... I've been really rocking the uh, RTJ4 hard, um, Run the Jewels 4. Um, I think, the, you know, for a hip-hop head like me, uh, having those voices speak on what they're talking about at this time is absolutely what we need. And it's incendiary, it's, uh, it's heavy, it's thick, it's bouncy, it's, a ba- it's banger after banger. Um, walking in the snow with... Gangster boo. I mean, gangster boo. Come on. And so, um, yeah, RTJ4. Check it out. Uh, Kelly, I, I know you usually only listen to Spanish music to torture your, your students with, you know, no students for the summer. Uh, have you gotten into any new podcasts or any, anything else that, uh, you know, or are you, are you just so focused at torturing your students that you're listening to? You know, you can take the girl out of the classroom, but you can't take the classroom out of the girl. Um, so I've been. Uh, <laughs> I, I have been um, listening to a lot of like Afro Latino artists, um, trying to bring some more of those voices, um, Afro Latino and Indigenous voices, into the music that I use in my classroom. So, you know, it's all for the kids, just always. <laughs> doing it doing it for the kids Here's <laughs> for the about this podcast we never do it for the children <laughs> <laughs> i refuse refuse to do it for the children that's why uh joff joff vanderson can go go suck a lemon as far as i'm concerned uh, <laughs> we, we do want to we do want to thank you all for he doesn't even know what that means keith uh, <laughs> I'm using the old the old man slang now. Suck a lemon is my new term. I've told Liam uh, Gagan Smith to suck a lemon repeatedly as well, and I owe him a phone call. 
This is your uh, new unrelated. Term. You're outing yourself as a 74 year old man, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's, the bi- that's the bi- generational bio. wars happening right now. Let's I don't go. think anybody that's ever talked to me for more than 30 seconds has any doubt that I'm a 74 year old. man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do want to thank Kelly Ferguson. Uh, we do want to thank Kyle Carr for all of the hard work they've done on behalf of this telethon. It's going to be a great event. Um, we're honored to, to participate. Really pleased that the two of you invited us. Uh, Grant and and Jeffrey Anderson, um, you know, keep riding on their coattails as you guys continue to do. Um, shout out to Omar as well. He's yeah, definitely Omar, helped out so, with getting uh, Twitch. You should big Sarah shout Scott to Omar. for keeping us somewhat on task during yeah. the meetings. Sarah Griffin yeah. joining on, and yeah, shout out to them as well. That yep. all of them uh, deserve all the credit, and Andrew for being an excellent delegator as well. Uh, Dan, any last thoughts before, uh, you know, we hear my deep nuanced thoughts about seeing white, uh, the number one of which is what was it, grant that I told you, uh, pretty much that the South should shut up for the next 200 years. That's, that's my attitude on, on that question. Uh, until next time we say forwards, not backwards. What what do you want, Dan? (laughs) (laughs) Continue. Until next time, we say forwards, not backwards. What, Dan? Dan, say it. <laughs> With regards to the telethon, it takes a flock. Hey! Forwards, forwards not backwards. Upwards, not forwards. And always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. You said, Dan, do you have anything? And then you just went on the talk and finished it. (laughs) Well, because usually Dan's hot takes are terrible. Between that, that and the a, fuck Christopher really? Columbus tax I got, that was... No, fuck Thomas Jefferson, not Thomas Christopher Jefferson. Columbus. Yeah. Whatever. Both of them, I'm, I feel the <laughs> same we make it for both of them. I mean, they can both yeah. get fucked, really. Right. Yeah. Both suck lemon. Seriously. But no, <laughs> they can both get fucked. Not lemon suckers on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs>